So, hello and welcome to Fairy Unfiltered. I am delighted. Oh, there we are. She's already in about it. There we are. So, I'm <laughs> going. I'm going to let my guest in, uh, introduce herself. So, yeah. are we ready? And who are you? And what do you do? So, I'm Marie Claire, Marie Claire Martin, and I am a cake designer and I own Marie Claire Cake Design. Mm, very nice, very nice. So, Marika, I've been desperate to get you on for ages. Um, I love what you do. Um, I, I, I love your cakes as well. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I just, as we were talking about earlier, I want to get you on and discuss how you've got to where you are because everything's going amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously spoke a wee bit there, but you're in like newspapers, you've been in magazines, you've been interviewed, all that stuff. You've got your own shop, but let's talk about. How did you even get to this point? Like, what? Uh, right, well, it was all a bit random, really. Um, well, when I was at school, I really loved doing home economics and art. That's the two things that I was really good at. Um, can I, I'm also dyslexic as well, right, okay. uh, which a lot of people don't know. And so that kind of meant my academic skills weren't, weren't, weren't the favourite thing for me to do. So I really kind of enjoyed homeekies and art and focused on them. Um, so in sixth year, I was accepted into Glasgow School of Art, which is quite a prestigious university. So, but I was I was really torn between like the cooking side of things and the uh -huh. baking and art, but obviously I had got into this prestigious school and I went for it. So I'd done textile design at Glasgow School of Art, which I didn't love to be honest. It wasn't right. my favourite, it wasn't my favourite thing to do. But I did I met loads of nice people and I learned loads of stuff. Um, but anyway, when I finished there, I worked in buying. Mm -hmm. Um I worked for International, the shop. Um and I hated it, absolutely hated it. My boss I didn't it was like see the Devil Wears Prada, the movie. Uh -huh. It was like it was like I was Anne Hathaway, but it wasn't so glamorous. It was That's in right. Boston and Glasgow. Oh, no, so, not like New York then, no. no. On the day that I went for my interview, there was bullet um, holes in the window, and the police had cordoned it all off. I was like, right, great. So anyway, I'd done that for a few years, and then I know it was wild. So then um, I became pregnant with Sienna. I was twenty-five. The job was so much pressure, I gave up. So I took a job in Motherwell Library. When I worked, when I was at uni, I worked in the library at the uni in uh -huh. the mornings. It was a bit random since I'm dyslexic, but I like to push myself, you know. <laughs> so um, I worked there and I started doing the kind of kids um, activities, the book bug, which I'm sure you're, you oh, know all about. I know kids. all about book bug. My mother-in-law's uh, uh, qualified in book bugs, so the girls were doing yeah. that. Aye, she loves it. <laughs> I well, I used to be singing Little Green Frog and all the rest of it, um, and we start and I started um, doing more creative things again with the kids during the summer, and it was great. Um, and then my daughter, I never baked for years, years and years. And then my daughter, we used to go. Me and my mum used to go to a wee cafe in Uddingston Main Street, Angelinos, which was next to a cake shop in Uddingston. And we used to go in and look at all the cakes. And Sienna wanted a Scooby Doo van. Um, and I said, aye, 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 the way you do it, I will get that. So when it came round to her birthday, it was her fifth or her sixth birthday. I think it might have been her fifth birthday. My mum's like, you're going to need to buy that cake. And it was like £125. And I'm like, what? I'm not paying what? that for a cake. Now, obviously, I understand. <laughs> why is that money? That's a good value there. That's a good value cake. Like, aye, that's, that's how much it cost. That's why it was that money. Um, but at the time, I'm like, oh, well, I can't afford that. So I made it for her. 
um, and I used all the wrong stuff. I just went to Asda and bought a pile of stuff um, and I made her a Scooby-Doo van and she loved it. And then um, kind of went for there. My friend Joanne, um, her, one of my best friends, her mum made wedding cakes okay. and whenever we were over she used to sit, be sitting doing all the piping and all the intricate work and I was like, oh, that's amazing. And unfortunately, I'm very sad, but her mum actually passed away mm-hmm. um, with breast cancer. God, how many years ago was that? I don't even know, but it was a good few years ago anyway. And Joanne gave me all her cake making stuff. Oh, wow. I know, so... And then I made a cake for Joanne for her birthday. It was her 30th birthday, so I made that. And it kind of just went to the That was the first equipment that I had. Because at the time, I was a single mum. I worked part-time in Motherwell Library. I was skint. Um, so that was a good starter to get all of that equipment to start making the cakes. This is, so, a, this is a pure beautiful story already. Man. This is absolutely good. And I literally stood in my kitchen one day and says, I'm going to make cakes and sell them. And um, by this point, I was with Andy and he's just looking at me as if, what, what are you all about? And I did. I just started making them. More people asked. and I mean, looking back now, they're terrible. The cakes were terrible, but everybody thought they were amazing at the time and they were getting them for like 10 pound 20 pounds so i'm sure they were delighted exactly <laughs> with them but when i look back i'm like oh my god but some people still go way back to like 2012 on my facebook and order these cakes and i'm always quite surprised by that but they're like oh can i have that cake and i'm like i don't even know if i can do it that bad anymore <laughs> <laughs> but um just I, get so, steaming and make a cake you like, oh, uh, go <laughs> so I absolutely loved it and I used to watch all the cake programs on the TV so I used to work in my wee kitchen and work watching the cake programs like Ace of Cakes and um, the Cake Boss and all of these ones on repeat so I'd be standing there 12 hours you know how some of the TV programs just kind of repeat themselves I'd be sitting loving it and I just get obsessed with it really and I just kept going and working and working until I was good at it really Brilliant. Um, so, I that was that's how I started, um, and then there was a am I raffling on? Well, keep going. No, keep going because obviously like, I know you from obviously a few years back when I trained um, you probably well, and I always um, remember you worked with. You're not doing like cake design. You you did you not work for a guy doing some stuff? Aye, like? So that's so that's the next part. I kind of the change the game changer for me was. Somebody had asked me, a girl I worked with in international, funnily enough, Gillian, had asked me to make a pie and beans cake uh-huh. for her husband. They lived in London and they were coming up to Glasgow for his party. So I'm like, that sounds cool, like trying to make a pie and beans. So I made that. I'd done it all hand painted and like I totally winged it because I'm making it up as I go along at this uh-huh. point. Um, and I made this pie and beans cake and it was amazing at the time and everybody loved it. I put it on social media and it went mad. And then I had seen um, a guy in Edinburgh called 3D Cakes. Uh, he was doing all these wild and wonderful cakes. And I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Um, and then they were advertising for staff. So uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to apply for this. But there's no chance I'll get I'll get the job kind of thing. So I had to send in a few pictures and I sent in the pine beans cake and a couple other ones. I can't remember uh, uh-huh. what ones it was. Um, and he got me in for a trial day. So I went away in Edinburgh and I'm like, so excited to work in this place. And when I got there, I realized that actually I could, it wasn't as difficult 
not difficult. It was, like, I thought it was well above my league kind of thing right. to be able to work in a shop. But when I got there, I realised I could actually do the work. On the first day, I was given a cake to make. And I remember the price point was, I, the price point was like £150 and I was pure sweating. I'm like, oh my God, I can't make a cake at £150. And I'd done it with ease, like it was no bother. Uh-huh. And I came away and I can remember coming home in the train thinking I could actually work in there because I feared that I was like well out my my depth kind of thing. So anyway, I worked there for a year and while I was there, they were filming. Uh, they were hoping to do like a TV programme kind of thing. So really? there was filming throughout the year when I was there and they were doing all these massive cakes, like an elephant standing on a ball and all of these <laughs> different things. But anyway, so that kind of, that working there, I met loads of lovely people as well, friends that I'm still in contact with. So I learned a lot from there um, and it gave me the confidence to know that I was able to create these cakes and charge for my worth kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's when I started my own business, just after that, in 2015. Wow. Aye, so, and so, then, oh, sorry. No, no, so, so you went from the 3D cake place, and then did you just start, like, cutting down your hours, and then just start building up your own? No, and... um, I still, I worked 19 hours in the library at the time, and uh-huh. they were really good and let me condense. I used to work Monday to Friday a couple of hours a day. Um, they let me condense my hours to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right, okay. So I worked so I worked 3D cakes Thursday, Friday mm-hmm. and then sometimes on a Saturday. So it kinda worked out well. I worked full time. Um so I they let I, I started off, I was still in the library while I had my big unit, which is just round the back of where you live. Aye, I um, remember that. The, the business centre. It was massive. Um and a fortune, an absolute fortune to run. And I just jumped in there and I'm like, I I'll do it, I'll be able to do it, kind of thing. Um and I remember, I so I, I then gave up my job in the library. And no, I took a year's career break, that's what I done. I took uh-huh. a career break for a year. Um, and I worked in, the, in my unit. And I remember sitting down with my accountant, who's been brilliant in the whole process of my business. And he's saying to me, like, you'll need to at least make £900 a week to run this place. And I'm like, uh, I was like charging £30 a cake at this point. And, <laughs> thinking how the hell am I going to do this and it was December time that I got the lease and I remember moving in to it was February and the wedding show was coming up I was like I need to do wedding cakes there's no way I can pay uh-huh. this rent and make a profit um, so I signed up for the wedding cake the wedding show at the SEC the big, uh-huh. the big wedding show and um, I just went there and I totally out my depth again and I got 17 orders that, that first show. I went oh. with owls and all sorts of random cakes and I just went wild. I remember the week of it, um, I phoned one of my cake friends and I'm like, oh, have you got any sugar flowers? Like, that's not my expertise at this point. Um, I'm panicking. She says, look, do what you're good at. Don't do stuff that you can't do. Ah, that's aye. true. And I was like, well, I'm good at making owls and Doing daft stuff like that. So I done it and I went and it just went mad. Every, see, these, orders. see these cakes that you've got in your window and you take to the uh-huh. wedding shows? I mean, is that cake cake or is that, how do you do that? Like, right, what is so that? Underneath those cakes, it's uh, polystyrene cake dummies, it's called. Right. So it's just like a polystyrene cake shape and then I cover them and decorate them. So they're all decorated by me and it's all edible icing. 
but underneath it's polystyrene and that's so that they're light to move and so that they don't rot really. So I did wonder that. <laughs> I know a lot of people are wondering, but um, and I'd like that cake, but it's been there for about a year. I don't know. If I, want I know. That. I don't know if you want that at the wedding show. You get the workers coming up like that, or is any of these going in the bin? <laughs> no. But that—that's how. Um, so you do the dummy display cakes. I hadn't even done one of them before, and it was like the night before the wedding. I think I was up to two in the morning. I had all my pals in helping me, and that <laughs> was wild. But I couldn't believe. In fact, there was a big tree getting cut down outside it because obviously you need a display and stuff right. outside my unit. And I'm like, I'm going to do like an enchanted forest theme. The guy gave me all the tree stubs and poor Andy had to take them all into the SEC and set it up. And I had like strobe lights and all this. It was mental. Wow. Everybody else was there with their gorgeous white flowered wedding cakes and sparkly lights. And I turn up with half a tree and owls. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Definitely. It stands yeah. out though, that's that's the amazing it thing. It definitely could, even with your shop window, you, you stop and you look at it and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's brilliant. So the wedding show is there, they are crazy. Uh, they I, are. The wedding show is where I get the majority of my wedding cake orders. Right. Um, so this year I was fully booked with wedding cakes, but obviously with Corona, they've all moved to next year. So that, that has been really great, but also word of mouth, really. Mm-hmm. I've never done any proper advertising at all. Um, it's just been word of mouth and putting stuff on social media like photographs and mm-hmm. photographs of the cake and plus if you do a cake and it goes to a wedding there's say 150 people there going to eat it going to see it that speaks for itself kind of thing um, and then as well obviously I've done the Sunday Mail for two years I, done, I was a, the official baiting columnist for the Sunday Mail I was just like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, so I had done um, a cake for the editor in the Sunday meal, right. made a cake. Again, it was a pie cake, because apparently he used to love uh, pies. So it's all coming back to this pie cake again, and they'd seen the pie cake. So they got um, a pie cake, a scotch pie, and then with a, a newspaper printout, you can get edible prints. <laughs> and we done the, the people in the Sunday meal done like a story about him and all that. So I'd done that, and then um, they contacted me to see if I'd be interested in doing the baiting column. Oh, yeah. and, uh, what an opportunity that was. I know, so I went in for the interview and um, I couldn't believe it that I, I got the, the job. So I had to write 200 words a week and um, like do a break, obviously. And as well, obviously, dyslexic again, that was a big stress for me. I, I was really worried about doing that because although I've got the ideas and the capability of putting it into, uh, uh-huh. putting something down in paper, it's difficult for me. Um, Did you so, have a hand with that? Did you just do it yourself? Did you get, get I, well, my brother helped me. I used to email it to him and he would correct it basically and send it back to me. But Fantastic. then I, after a while, um, he's a journalist. He does like um, the journalism for the MMA. Is it MMA? You know that cage uh-huh. fighting? Yeah. I, I, he does that. It's probably not that's what it's called, but something like that. You um, get Bellator so he, and stuff like that. I like. Aye, so he um, corrected it, but then it turned out I was late for my, like, handed it in one day, and my editor Mickey McMonagle, he was daft, he was going off his head, and I was like, oh, I've sent it to my brother. He's like, why are you sending it to your brother? And I said, look, I'm dyslexic, and I I, I don't like sending it to you. But it turned out that he was quite um, used to dyslexic. Like one of his family members was severely dyslexic. So I ended up just sending it straight to him and he corrected it all and thingied and that was great. 
Brilliant. So from that, I got loads of, I got a bit of notoriety really, um, and I got other opportunities, and I so it just all kind of fell into place. You've really? obviously changed your name. Obviously, you're now Mary Claire Kate. What was your original cake name? I was originally MC Jammer. I love that. <laughs> Do you know, I would have kept MC Jammer because it just represents me. I don't take things too seriously. I'm not one of these like posh wedding designers, mm -hmm. you know. But when I went to Business Gateway, they told me that I had to be MC <laughs> Jammer. But it's rubbish. It's, I know, I know. I don't, I love your own name. Like, I think that's great and it looks amazing with your brand and that looks brilliant. But I do it, that always sticks in my head when I think you told me that years ago and I was like, that is class. Because like, at school, obviously, my initials was MCH, Marie Claire Heffernan. So mm -hmm. I used to get called Hammer or MC Hammer. I still get called <laughs> that Hammer sometimes. And um, I loved it and it was great. It was, um, it was Andy, my husband, that actually came up with that MC drama. And I would have kept it. I wish I did keep it. And I wonder how things would have been if I did keep it. Because most of my cakes are quite random, really. So I think it goes with the designs that I do. But What's the most random cake you say you would have ever done? The most random cake was an ugly foot. Yeah. It wasn't a wedding cake. It was a birthday cake. And it was for um, a girl I know, Laura. It was for her uncle. And he had a really ugly toe, apparently. Um, so oh. I had to make this cake with a big fusty ugly toe with nail disease on it and all this stuff. Oh. <laughs> I, so after that, Sienna, my daughter, did not eat cake, has probably not really eaten it since I oh. gave her the book. That's so what's it like? What would you say is like when you're baking, what is your worst type of like? flavour to make like you know how you've got all these honey and water uh, and all these what's the one that see if somebody asks for that you're like oh can we you go or like what's your favourite so what would you say right, is the one that you so think the right worst now? one is red velvet oh, really? red velvet cake aye aye why is it's that a kind, it's, it's a very American cake it's not got any specific flavour to it it's like a cake that that's got a little bit of cocoa powder in it loads of red food colouring um, and it's just for me it's a kind of Media, it's got no good flavour off it really. Right. It's more of a fad. Oh, that's what I go. think. But loads of people love it. Loads of people love it. Um, it's not something that I would do. I've tried loads of recipes, and Delia Smith doesn't have a recipe. If Delia Smith doesn't have a recipe, <laughs> there's a reason. Because if there's ever like a, an emergency recipe they have made, it would um, I, I turn to Delia for any kind of unusual cakes that, that I need to do last minute without trying. What's your, uh, what's your favourite cake then? What's your favourite one to make? My favourite one to make or eat? Oh, well, we could go with both of them then. You've intrigued me now. Right. My favourite one to eat is carrot cake. Love it. But Love it. It's my least favourite to make because it's difficult. It's not difficult. It's more time consuming and more processed and stuff like that. But it's definitely my favourite to eat. And my favourite cake to make is. Chocolate orange cake. Oh. That's my favourite to make because I know it tastes absolutely amazing and I eat wee bits off it and all the rest of it. <laughs> Which is never good. It's never good for the 
Oh, it must be hard, but like, I mean, because even when I went into your shop with Sophia, I was just like, seeing you were like, oh, pick so many cupcakes, I was like, them all. I was like, it must be really hard because <laughs> they all look amazing, they all taste amazing. See, this mm -hmm. is brilliant. So, like, you've went from that big unit you said, you, you mm -hmm. had, is that when you moved to like, a, did you decide to sort of like streamline it and sort of go? Um, and, I, so, I, I worked in there and obviously it was a big pressure trying to make money mm -hmm. in there. So I started doing classes, um, kids decorating classes. And so like we girls and boys would come in and decorate, make cupcake toppers and decorate toppers and stuff like that. Um, are you there? Uh-huh, can you hear me? Are you there? I don't know what happened there, everything froze. I I there was go. going dead slow. Um, go. I so I done cupcake decorating classes, um, and they were they went brilliant. They were really good, and as well for letting people know I was there. So there was maybe twenty kids coming for a cupcake party. Oh, amazing! And all the mums and dads, and they got to taste the cake, and they got to help make it. And I got to know a lot, a load of people through that. Um, so over the two years I was in the big unit, I, I had maybe two, three parties on at the weekend, um, as well as all my other cake, which was really stressful. Um, but it, it did give me, it got me, I got to know all my customers, which was brilliant. And even the wee girls, they still come into the shop and they had like, there was a wee girl in the other day and she's like, I had my party, she was now 10 and she had her fifth, fifth birthday party, which was Whoa. the very first ever party I'd done. And she remembers it and it was good like to oh. have that memory um, for her. So I, I done that and then it was just too much. It was a load, I was burnt out. Um, and I moved around to the other shop, which was just in Eusebison Main Street, across from the one um, I'm in just now. I don't yeah. know if you remember that one. Uh huh. Yeah. But that I was I was in there for two years, and that's where I worked on most of my wedding cakes and things like that. But it was just too small, really. And then this opportunity came to move into the bigger shop. And which I think is the best shop in New Stevenson, like its location and everything like that. Um, so, and it just came at the perfect time with Corona, to be honest. Um, and I was able to start selling my cupcakes and ice creams and diversify really to survive during this time. So that's the thing I, I loved about seeing see the way you done it. It was like your mm. whole your business started to pivot a wee bit to like like you said like doing the ice cream, mm. doing stuff like that, and because you're so mm. well known for your cakes, you're really well mm. established now for like quirky cakes, wedding cake, birthday cake, and the fact mm. that you could you could just go into your shop and I could take my wee girl in and go right, come on, we'll get cupcakes today or. And it was like, it was just, I, I, th I think it was brilliant. Like, I, I love what you said there. Like, you had to diversify during coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that's made you, like, from a business point of view, learn a lot? Like, have you learned a lot? Oh, from, definitely. From... Aye. Definitely. So, I was really burnt out, like, working loads, doing all the wedding cakes. Um, I had Amy worked with me. I had other people in the bigger unit, but one moved to America and other people just, when I moved, they, they had other jobs and stuff. Um, and I had Amy work with me, she done all the little bits, like figures and all the wee details and she was brilliant. She worked with me for two years in the small shop, but um, she had to leave as well due to her own personal reasons. Um, mm -hmm. So when I moved into this shop, or should I say at the start of the year, I was just working on my own um, and I had all the weddings and everything like that. So I was burnt out really and then came Corona. So I decided to take the time off. Right. I wasn't I wasn't sure um whether I was allowed to work, whether I could work. 
and plus all my weddings were cancelled, so I didn't actually have any work in. Uh -huh. um, but as well, I was terrified that I was going to, that I had corona and I didn't know it, and I was going to pass it on through this right. route and giving out 300 cupcakes and 300 people would end up with corona. This is back at the start when we didn't realise much about it, to uh -huh. be honest. Um, so I didn't work for five months and that gave me time to relax and reconfigure re and work out like a work-life balance and kind of do that and then I, I literally got a phone call from Steph who used to have the shop, Classics, who mm -hmm. she now works from home um, and she says look do you want to take over this shop and I was like aye and then by the Monday it was done <laughs> and I'm like oh my god everybody's I just finished uh, renovating my house I had just finished doing the other shop and then this was me starting again but it's been the best move ever and I have always wanted to bake cakes to be able to sell in my shop right. um, I love people I love talking to people I'm a pure gab and I like getting to know everybody so it's good I really like it I love it Oh, it's, it's it's lovely. It's so mm -hmm. good. I, I love the I loved even when we went in about Halloween and the wee the wee idea with uh, the Cookie Monster ice cream with the eyes and the syringe with the the raspberry sauce like yeah. the, 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 it's great. But but as you say, like talking to people, like getting kids, like kids will remember that and they'll just want to keep coming back. I keep getting mm -hmm. asked, can we go round to the cupcake shop? And it's mm -hmm. really good. So yeah. it's. Do you, do you find that's a good way of doing, like, obviously you went to like the art school that you get to mm -hmm. do that sort of creative outlay again, that you can go and try yeah. all these things? I, so it's basically a combination of the two things that I love which is, and that I'm good at, which mm -hmm. is art and cooking. Mm -hmm. So I combine them both and I get to do what I love, really. So I, I like to be creative, even with my, my ice cream cones. And as I should say, it's about the kids, like, coming in and getting a memory. Like I remember when I was wee going to places and the things that were different that stuck out. So when they kids are older, they're going to remember going there and maybe if they need a cake, it would, it would come, do you know what I mean? Come back. But I want the kids to enjoy it. They all queue up at three o'clock on a Friday, ready to come in for their cones and the pouring rain. And they're just oh. dead excited to come in for whatever it is they're getting. And that's what I want. And especially for the community as well. It's something there that's a wee bit different and not everybody has cars not everybody um can travel to all these other places that, that do things like that um so it's good i like it and as well i'm not trying to be a dessert shop at all uh -huh. i'm just doing my own thing which is the cupcakes and the bakes and my funny ice cream cones and waffles and different things but not trying to compete with anybody else just doing my own thing just be you just but but the only struggle that I've had really the now is trying to fit it all in because I've still got my birthday cakes and stuff and I'm baking everything myself. Um, well, I was baking everything myself until oh. in August. Uh, in August, I got an email from Mrs. Lynch, who was my home economics teacher at school. Right. Um, and she's followed me on Instagram and I've kept in contact with her and I've met her at wedding shows and stuff. And she was telling me she's retiring. She was retiring and she'd love to come and see me about helping in the shop. So um That's amazing. I know. So my my former I kept saying my old teacher and I got around. So my former <laughs> she's not old at all, she's fabulous and glamorous. Um, my former home economics teacher at high school now helps me in the shop two days wow. a week. That is brilliant. So, 
I know, I love it. It's, and I call it, I call her Mrs. Lynch still. Everybody keeps asking, and I do. I call her Mrs. Lynch. But the great thing about that is that's somebody you can you can still learn off it. You can still learn um, off of her as well, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's brilliant. Definitely. And the good and like when I was at school, we done one Christmas cake, but now they have a whole cake decorating subject. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Lynch is really good at doing cake decorating as well so she can fit into every part of the shop she's doing the baking which she's a amazing baker obviously and she can help out with the flowers and all the different things so it's been great it's just all fell into place really i love it and i'm having fun again with my job so this is this is the thing exactly what you uh-huh. say is it so about having fun again and like you said, you've had to pivot your business into like a different, a bit different again, and mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing about it. Like we've had to do the same, and uh, what you said, they're having fun. Like I've started, like we do like a workshop, and I I, I love doing that. It's like I take it, mm-hmm. it's, it's showing people how do they do certain things, why do they do it, and seeing people progress again. And you're like, this is yes. great. Like I, I I love doing stuff like that. So where do you see do you see the shop? Are you quite happy where you are just now, and then build up the wedding? Yes. Business? Um, I love I love the location of my shop and inside I'm still working I'm still waiting on workmen and different things it's a mm-hmm. learning process and my customers have been dead patient with that which I'm really grateful for because at the minute I'm opening up as a kind of pop-up um, when I can but uh-huh. the intention the is after Christmas um, I'm still having weddings postponed so although I'm fully booked next year for weddings they are now starting to postpone to 2022, to the end of the year. Right. So my time is, is freeing up. Not that I want it to free up, but it is. So mm-hmm. I need to fill that. So my plan is to be opening the shop more, have regular working hours, and then hopefully in the summertime have wee tables. There's a big kind of area at the side, I'm sure you've seen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And have wee tables and different things. Um, nice. So keep going, keep going with the shop, do more with it. Um, and try to be able to provide more for everybody as well as then maybe hopefully employ somebody to do that part of it and then focus on my, me focus on the wedding cake so brilliant that, that's the master plan oh, you've, anyway. got, you've got a good game plan there I like it and um, that's great and the fact that you've already you visualised it so mm-hmm. this is great it's going to work this is brilliant. I'm probably loving this. I'm finding more and more about this. Uh, your whole business. Yeah. It was really, really interesting. Why don't we find more about a wee bit more random things about you? Will we go right, into the? Okay. Will we go into our random questions? Right. Okay. Did you Did you study them and have a wee think what you would? I did, but I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> right, what were you saying? That's part of my issues. My memory. I'm terrible. That's all right. That's all right. Like Dory there, just say. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that is me. That is me. I'm Dory. So, right, why don't we go with this then? We'll start nice and simple. If I to make you a hot drink, a hot beverage, then we can go for hot chocolate to coffee. What would I be mm-hmm. making? You would be your first choice. My first choice would be a hot chocolate. Oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. What would you? What, what type of hot chocolate would you have? I would have, uh, I like Costa hot chocolate, and I would have an orange flavouring in it. Nice. With soya milk because I'm allergic to dairy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. So that That's fine. Right. I don't take dairy either. That's fine. Um, so there we go, right? Would you have marshmallows yeah. or anything like that in it? I would have marshmallows and anything else that was going really, just not the cream. <laughs> right. Unless it was kind of vegan cream, I would go for that as well. 
That, right, we're cool with that then. I'll need to buy mm-hmm. in quite a few things for making a hot drink. If okay. now, let's go with, if we go for a pizza, right? If we're going for a pizza anywhere, we can go for a pizza. We can go to Italy, to Domino's. Right. Right? What type of pizza would you have and what would you have I on would, it? My pizza, I would have, I had a pizza in Malta years ago right. um, and it was the best thing I've ever eaten. And it was just a pizza base and it had like a white garlic sauce on it. And it was topped with Parma ham, rocket and big shavings of Parmesan cheese. Wow. And the base was just cooked, but the rest was all just kind of threw on. And honestly, that was the pizza of dreams. My dreams, anyway. That so is that one, one of the most random ones. That's, I've never yeah. had that one before. Oh, oh it was so good, honestly. Oh. The food in Malta as a whole it was amazing. I'm liking this. I'm liking mm-hmm. this. I'll add that to my maybe we can go on holiday next year list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to be fair, there wasn't much else to do in Malta, especially if you've got wee kids. But just the eat. food's good. <laughs> right. well, why don't we go in now you're going to have a dinner party so you've got yeah. this dinner party and you can have five guests now they can be dead or alive not actually dead though and coming back as zombies they are just yeah. really, like bringing them back from the past so right. five guests who would you have well i would have my mum since right. this social distancing carry on mm-hmm. um i'd have my mum i would have Kevin McLeod of the Grand Designs. Oh, okay. Got a wee thing for him. And I would have Rachel out of Friends. Right. Because Sienna, my daughter, loves her. So I would have Sienna as well. Right, okay. I'm allowed to have Sienna. It's your your dinner, (laughs) but you can have who you want. This is it. And I would have, um, I'm between Joe Wicks and Snoop Dogg. Oh, I mean, they're nothing, they're exactly the same person, aren't they? I know, but again, Sienna loves Snoop Dogg, but she's got Rachel, so I'll go for Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks? I think he's the nicest guy. He's just so nice. I like it. I think that's fine. I think it's fine. Really, that's a nice wee dinner Mm -hmm. party you've got there. Uh, Ali, Joe Wicks, he gets a a bit of the thing is, I I really like him. He's so nice. He's replied to me a few times, like with voice notes and everything. Like I've, he, he puts out wee questions and I've replied, and he's sent me voice notes back, and he's so nice, and he's got all the millions of followers. So I would I, definitely have him. I like it. Well, in. I think that's a nice group. We would have a nice. I, I have a look. Would you want Rachel as? Um, would you want her as Rachel the character, Rachel, or would you want her coming as Jennifer Aniston? I would have her as Rachel the character, but right. I really want all of the character, all of the cast. Does that count as one person? <laughs> The Friends cast is how we were going with it. It's your dinner party. Friends cast nine is one person. That makes Sienna's absolute life. So the, I could do that. That's why not? Why? Do you know Monica what? could cook the dinner. She could cook it. Exactly. You You'd be fine. <laughs> what a dinner party this is. Right. So uh, let's go with this then. If you, I always ask guests about books. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love reading be it audio or actual book books. Uh-huh. Give me we can go between one and five books. Give me they can right. go from in for cookbooks to kids' books to anything. Give me anything. a couple of books that you would recommend for our guests. To right, a book I would recommend is The Secret. I don't know if you've read that. Yes, I've read that. That I read that way way back before I even thought about doing my business, um, and I attribute that to quite a lot of my success in business is just kind of putting the actions for that into place mm-hmm. yeah so that one um memoirs of a geisha is a book that's um a kind of true story about geishas obviously in japan and mm-hmm. when i read it i just absolutely loved visual obviously um i'm a visual thinker so when when i was reading it, it 
gave me an idea of Japan. And I don't uh-huh. know, I just absolutely loved that book. So that was a good book. Um, what other books? Angela's Ashes, that's sad yeah. and funny. I always like that one. Um, Delia's Best Bakes. Right, okay. Because, as I was saying, if she can't do it, it's not worth doing. <laughs> um, and my last book, I worked in a library, I should know loads of books. Oh, I, um, oh, Never the Bride. Right, okay. It's, it's a book, it's a, a series of books about Frankenstein's wife, Brenda and Effie. It's, a, it's dead funny. It's a funny, kind of dark comedy book. All oh, right. There's five of them, but that one's the start, and I recommend them. I love it. This is this is what I love about this because it always everybody always says people have completely random books and different choices, and it's always so interesting to hear uh, what people read or like that that one. Frankly, I've not even heard of that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so it's, honestly, it's brilliant. I just like stuff that are funny and creative and capture the imagination. Really, mm-hmm. um, keeps me interested in them. That's what we so, want. And that's, that's what we want. Right. Michael, this has been brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much for taking the time to come on no here problem. and tell us about special. your business. Oh, you're special, mate. Yeah, <laughs> this is a thing. But it's great and because... by the way, you're special as well. Fairy Fit looks amazing. I always love um, watching all of your uh, Instagram and social media posts. And I've watched a couple of your... or listened to a couple of your podcasts as well. So oh, I'd thank you so much. been mentioned before. I can't remember what it was for, but it was embarrassing. So I love that news as well. <laughs> It was embarrassing what we said. <laughs> no, it was embarrassing what I said. I can't mind. It was about meeting an old boyfriend and being sick in his house or something like that. Oh. A first date, that was it. <laughs> you got it, you got it, lovely. Oh, that was the segment we done. Oh, I remember that one. The, uh, I remember that. I did that one with Stephen and it was uh, the Ferry on Elliot one. And it was one of the ones I remember was the girl went back and it was on a date and the guy wanted. Um, did, you ever, did you ever hear about this one? The guy wanted. Hi, he wanted like chained up and like shot at with a BB gun. <laughs> but I mean, it was just in a day. I'm like, this is a completely different generation. I, mean, I was like, uh, I sound, I sound really vanilla compared to these. <laughs> a bit to be fair, I'd rather sound vanilla and getting shot with a BB gun. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to get this out, and I just really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Thank you. Feel so privileged. Thank you, okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.